Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Boss Man Show here with Coach Wayne Brent of the Jackson State Tigers in Jackson, Mississippi, out of SWAT Conference. Coach Brent, what's up? How you doing? Good to talk to you, man. Man, doing doing good. I'm uh, great, great to be on. Glad glad you could have me. Uh, we we trying to get back back in the swing of things. You know, we missed the whole spring and we missed the entire summer. So uh, we've had our guys back. This is our third week. So we 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 really trying to cover some ground in the three weeks that we've had them. Now, Coach, talk to me about March. I know uh, it was my birthday, March 11th, when everything went down the NBA. And you was probably in Birmingham. So how was that for you and your guys when everything went down in Birmingham at the SWAC tournament and sending them home from spring break probably and going all virtual? And how's that, how, how was that whole process, Coach, early in the, in the spring here? You're talking about a very uh, uh, disappointing ending. Uh, we had just played all coin the night before. Uh, we we met in the team room. We uh, we were getting getting ready to board the bus, and then we kept getting getting calls that uh, they they were talking about uh, shutting down a lot of the Power Five conferences. So, what I did as a coach, I was kind of just, you know, just moving around real slow because I, I I felt deep down that they were getting ready to cancel everything. So we waited about an hour before we left. Uh, we finally boarded the bus. We take off. We get about maybe five minutes away uh, uh, from, from outside of Jackson. And, and then uh, our AD called and, and, and told us to, you know, turn back around and bring the kids back. They had canceled the SWAC tournament. And you, you're talking about a disappointed group uh, having to break that news to them, the season over with. And at that time, we didn't know that we would be at home that long. So it, it was a, a, a real, a, a very bad thing that that happened. Most definitely, and you know, I'm pretty sure your academic advisor played a big role in your young men going from on campus to virtual learning. I know you have the blackboard to see what they're doing, but having they are on their own devices at home, so having to make sure they stay committed to their schoolwork while at home had to be the academic advisor and your sister coaches had to play a big role, make sure the young men kept the grades up as well. You know what? I, I thought our, I thought our academic, academic people did a really good job with them. I thought our academic coach, Coach Woodall and, and Miss Miss Glass. I thought they did a really good job of reaching out to the kids, staying in touch with them. Because you, you're talking about trying to get a 18 to 23, 24-year-old to, to log in and, and, and do some work when he, he's at home. And even though he's not doing anything at home, he doesn't want to, uh, you, you know, log in and, and do any schoolwork. So to be able to, to keep track of those guys, and, and what I tried to do, I tried to call them, you know, one or two times a week just to check on them, just to make sure they were logging in to make sure – just to give them some backup, uh, you know, because we knew eventually once we would get back into school and we didn't want our guys being uh, ineligible. Most definitely. And, and so, Coach, uh, your guys, I know you're back on campus now. Are they half virtual or half in person? How's that been with them being back on campus for you these last three weeks there? Right right now we only have uh, two sports on campus, men and women's basketball, and, and everything is online. So 
we don't have any face-to-face classes. All of them are online. So uh, all of our guys are, are taking online classes. Gotcha. Now, I, I know um, you're trying to get them back in some kind of shape because, you know, when you're the pandemic and the shutdown, you might not have a hoop where you're at. You might not be able to get out and run like you want to. So how did you manage the strength conditioning portion of a piece of it trying to keep guys quasi in shape, not where you have them start off from scratch and right now since you had them back here in, in, since late August there? Well, what we tried to do because we missed the, the, the summer, in which the summer is the most important part for us, we tried to start off doing the same thing that we would have done during the summer because even coming back now, we didn't want to go directly to the track like we normally would do because we didn't know if the NCAA was going to push us back to January or what they were going to do. So we didn't want to burn guys out. That's a long time to start on the track now and try to uh, have six months or five months of practicing before you have a game in January. So what we did, we brought them in and started off slow with them and bringing in different, different groups and, uh, what we tried to do is whatever we were going to do in June and July, we started doing that in August, just trying to weed guys back in and take our time with them just to kind of get – because, you know, injuries pop up when guys Definitely. are not safe. So we, we, we didn't want to go full force with them. Most definitely. And, you know, like you said, Coach, you know, you, you, you throw a kid back to the fire 100%. You ask for a knee or a hamstring or something nagging all year long. So, thank God, you know, you're taking the approach of build, building them up. Because I know some guys have gone full bore already. And I'm thinking to myself, and not, not a great idea for, for young men that age who've been, who been inactive for so long. Right. And you, like I say, you got guys who, who didn't do it, didn't do anything in the spring. You, you're talking about March, April, May, June, July. And then here we are, come back in August, and then now you want me to dive for a loose ball and you want me to take a charge. And it, it, it's just not going to happen like that. You got that right. And now for you now, recruiting-wise, I know the recruiting budget probably was looking good because you had Zoom now. So how was the recruiting via Zoom and showing virtual a virtual tools of the campus? And is that something you will keep going forward using the Zoom? I know you're going to see people face-to-face as well, but will Zoom be a part of your recruiting process going forward? You know, I, I hope now we're going to have a bunch of transfers in Division One because you, you, don't, you don't get to know the kid. You, you don't know who yet. You just, you know, you're talking to him on the phone. You don't get a chance to sit down with him. You don't get a chance to sit down with the family. You basically just, just recruit them off, off of your cell phone, off of your iPad or whatever you have. So I, I me personally, I'm, I'm ready to get back out and go sit down with the kids so I can get a better feel uh, you, you know, our staff did a great job with what we had with the Zoom, uh, uh, with, the, with the cell phone. So we did a great job of bringing guys in. So the talent uh, wasn't a question. The question was what kind of kid do we have uh, outside of basketball? We don't know the kid well like that. So just a little bit of things that you can pick up by going to the high school or going to the junior college, uh, kind of uh, getting a little bit, little bit better feel for really, really getting to know the kid. Most definitely, because I said, at least if you build something by face-to-face, it's like so much different than you do it over the phone. I know for me, the radio show is good to see you guys now without having to do it over the phone, but when you try to recruit somebody, you know, for real, for real, it's a little bit different than the radio side for me. It's a, it's a, totally, it's a totally different feeling, and, and I get it, you know. We, we, we're in a situation that that's what we had to do, so we, we may do, but it's, it's, it's a totally uh, different feeling. <laughs> I hear that, the coach. Now, now, I also want to talk to you about non-conference schedules. You know, coach, you know, being in Atlanta here, you know, I I saw some contracts that schools here have. You know, some of them, if you have Cal fans, it's this number, or if we had, don't have fans, it's this number. And right. I know for being an HBCU graduate, T.S. Tennessee State University, you need every dime. Uh, football, right. men's basketball, women's basketball, all the fundraising money. Or for each, all these schools, and if you don't have, if you're not having a non-conference schedule like you want to, and they push it in the back of Thanksgiving, it's gonna hurt the school's budget. Because I, I know from being an HBCU graduate that that money funds everything, you know, for the non-revenue sports. So, how's it been with you and you, you and you, 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 the school and the administration trying to get make this contract stick and dealing with legal to make sure you get, not not getting these, these COVID clauses all all up and down your contracts, man? Cause I know that that was a tricky at best. Like that, and that's, that's the toughest thing because we, we all know that whenever you, you say COVID, you know, anybody can get out of anything. If a kid want to transfer, all they got to do is speak to COVID. If, uh, you know, you, you want a contract canceled, all you got to do is put it on COVID. So that's a big thing. And that's a touchy situation because once you 
uh, apply that COVID to it, it's really nothing you can do. You just got to try to figure out, uh, can we move this contract to next year? Can we make do with what we have right now? Can we spend the least amount of money and just make it through the season until, until we can get back uh, uh, to, to where we used to be, uh, you, you, know, you know, in the past? Now, for you guys and being Jackson, you have some options to go play some schools, Power Five, and make some money, really really on a bus if possible. So if you all looked at maybe trying to get some games with, with the Power Fives in your area or, or close to your area that you can just bus there and not have to get on a plane per se and just have to sit there because I, I, I know, like you was talking about off there, like you sitting in the airport for hours and, you know, that's right. COVID central right there. You know, you haven't been there. So, so if you guys trying to make, find ways around it, trying to find games if you don't get to play right in November there because I know it's tricky for sure. Yeah, we, we still been reaching out to, to local teams or teams in the area. Like right now, we got three guaranteed games that we know we want to keep. That's uh, We go to Mississippi State, we go to Louisiana Monroe, we go to Louisiana Tech. Those are the three games that we really want to keep because that's a day, uh, a, uh, a game day trip that where we, we don't need the airport, we don't need hotels unless we just choose to stay in the hotel. But we could uh, ride over there, play, and then come back. I think the thing that we're waiting on, we're waiting on this November 25th date that NCAA is supposed to be voting on. Uh, if that's going to be the start, then we know that some teams, maybe like a LSU or Tulane, they may get some of their games dropped, and then they may look for local teams to come in. So that's going to be another option for us where we got teams like a, a Northern Iowa, Kansas State, or Iowa State. Uh, if we miss those games and we can replace them with going to Tulane just for this year, and that's something that we we all we always uh, we're looking at that just to try to see if we can make that work. And coach, uh, how happy were you at Mississippi Legislature that took down the flag, man? I know this was a big thing early in the summer here. A lot of coaches went to, went to went to came to Jackson there to get that done. And how was it see that the F's vote on bringing that flag down and making your young men and young women complain about Mississippi feel better about that? I have that flag flying above above their head there. You know, it's always good to see change, and you know the flag was something that. That was always brought up when, in Mississippi is something that people always talk about. So to see so many coaches use that platform and come together, whether black or white, whether Ole Miss, Mississippi State, whether Mississippi Valley, Alcorn or Jackson State, just just all the schools uh, in Mississippi coming together uh, with the, with the same cause, and 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 for our athletes, uh, you know, just to be able to sit down and talk with them and and, and get them to understand. Uh, what the flag actually means or what people have gone through in the past and just coming up with a flag that everybody uh, in the state of Mississippi can be proud of. And coach, I know with the social justice and rest in the country with the pandemic and then the killings of unarmed black people. Uh, how did you approach that with your team? You know, you're HBCU coach and uh, most of your players will be black. So how did you approach that with your young men over Zoom this season to make them understand the, the, the gravity of what goes on that once you take off your jersey, you just Jerron or Antoine, whoever, you're just a person. You know, like you're Wayne, I'm JR. We took off our Jackson State of my Atlanta Hawks gear. So how'd you break that point to those young men? You have to be very vigilant and you have to move a little bit different, unfortunately, in our country, even in, even in 2020. No, the, the thing that we try to talk to our guys about and we talk, talk to them all the time, you know, unfortunately, you're going to come into some situations. And, and, and all police, my all law enforcement guys are not bad, but you got your, your few out there who, who take it to the extreme. But, uh, but we talked to our guys about trying to do the right thing, uh, tr uh, trying to comply when they ask you for your license, make sure you give it to them, make sure you don't say anything back to them. And, uh, I mean, we tell our guys all the time, you, you'd rather go to jail for a weekend uh, than to get shot and killed, you, you know, and your life is over. So some of the things you, you, you can't control, but the things that you can control, try to try to control them and, 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 and just try to do the best you can and, tr and, tr and try to do what's right. And, and and hopefully at the end of the day, then everything will work out. And coach, you've been pushing. I know a lot of coaches were telling me about it, pushing their guys to register to vote this time around because voting's so important right now. So I you talked to young men about getting involved in the civic process, being civically engaged and getting in the voting process because they're gonna love. We've learned now that local elections matter, state elections matter. Most not just federal, but local state affects you every, every day. I know here in Georgia, you know, I'm, I see that we had another governor we wouldn't have what we have right now. So I can know right. what you. So it's like you know how are you talking about men about who you let locally. And statewide affects you more so than what happens at the federal level, sitting in the House up there, and the president. 
I think you just, just kind of talk to those guys each and every day. And, and, and it doesn't have to be doing basketball practice. You know, even when you're just talking to a guy, just, just shooting a bull when you're getting out of a weight room, you know, sometimes you just, just throw it up and make, you know, jokes out of it. But, man, have you, you know, you got to make sure you go and vote. And, and then a lot of kids don't know why. You know, some of them you, you have to educate and, and you have to talk to them about why it's important to vote because some of them feel like it's a waste of time or some of them feel like, uh, that uh, even if they vote, then, it, it, you, you know, it, it's not going to change anything. So that's the mindset. You got to constantly, you know, be talking to them about just uh, just getting out voting and, and, and understanding what people went through to even to give us opportunity to vote. Most definitely. And that's what I got for you, Coach, is um, who is some uh, coaches and people in the business and who's really helped mold you as a man to make you become a coach you are today? Because I love, love to hear people who are inspired you to get into coaching and how you decide to get into this business. Cause I know it's a when you're a coach, you affect so many people's lives for, for a lifetime. So but who helped you get in this business and who inspired you to want to be a coach? You know, I, I think the people that inspired me were the people that I could touch. Uh, and when I say that, my middle school coach, uh, Coach, coach Jesse Sutton, he coached at Blackburn Middle School. And I knew then that that was something that I wanted to be in in athletics. And then I went on from Blackburn to Provine High School where I played for Grady Dawson. And those were the two uh, that I really could touch. You know, you, you always had the John Thompson, the Nolan Richardson, who you see on TV. But sometimes you're not able to directly touch those people. So from afar, yes, they are role models. But the ones that really touch your life are the – the middle school coach and the high school coach are the, the coaches that coach you at, at the boys club or the girls club or somewhere down the line or even on AU teams that have an impact on your life. And that, those were the guys uh, that, that really had an impact on me was the boys club from, from first grade on up and uh, then going to Blackburn and going to Provine Pro High School. Those were the guys who, who really uh, had played a major role in, in, in me wanting to be a coach. Coach Brent, it's been great to catch up with you for the first time on the show, man. We got to do this again uh, down the road. I enjoyed it, Coach. And best luck to you and your team. And I'll be watching you guys really close, man, this year. All right. Appreciate you having me. And it's time for this Wayne Brent on the Boss Man Show. My heart skips keeping the beach. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me. Let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music. Girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, you folks, back on the Boss Man Show, going up to UMES, the Hawks, talking to Coach Jason Kraft now at the MEAC Conference. Coach Kraft, what's up, my brother? How you doing, man? Boss Man in the house. Eastern Shore Hawks are in the house. Happy to be here, man. This is our second time doing this. I uh, love everything you're doing. I uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Most definitely, Coach. Let me ask you, man, uh, I know you was probably in the Norfolk area around my birthday, March 11th, when everything went haywire. I was at the Hawks game, and then I got the word that, that hey, things gets suspended, and, you know, we ain't had the Hawks since my birthday. So how was it for you and your guys, man, up there, man, in Norfolk for, for the MEAC tournament, having to go from that to going on spring break probably, then going virtual, and then, you know, then everything is shutting down. So talk to us about your team and how you all handled that whole – quick transition from being together to being apart you know what it's been a it's been a long journey here and it's been something that's extremely uh been challenging um for everybody you know not just for 
you know, our players and, and um, you know, administration, but also just the basketball world. You know, I think our, our guys have done an incredible job of, of staying locked in and staying focused and uh, most importantly, you know, finishing strong in the classroom academically. We're happy to have around a 3.1 team GPA in the springtime, um, which was um, exciting to see our guys push through and do extremely well and finish like that academically. And then uh, we were unable to have them up in the summertime because of the COVID stuff. You know, some schools were able to bring kids up, but we were not able to. So um, we had to do some things over Zoom calls and try to be as creative as we can with FaceTimes and, and things like that. And now we're back on campus and we're going through a process of testing and all those types of things. And, and we're looking forward to being able to get back on the court and, and get these guys moving again and, and getting back to some basketball. Most definitely, Coach. You know, I know it for your seniors uh, and guys who won't be back with the roster. It's probably hard for them to know that their careers ended that way. You know, they didn't get to go out on their own terms there. And so how, what would you guys kind of do for your people who were not returning uh, to the team after, after last season to kind of get them a send-off to rock away the best you can via the, the, the virtual way because you couldn't yeah, get well yeah. together? Yeah, you know, we did some uh, – our, our campus did a nice virtual graduation that was pretty cool. Um, we still had our awards and, and things like that we did, that we kind of did virtually. So we did some things on social media to still kind of announce our MVP and AJ Cheeseman, you know, our, our, our coaches award and Gabriel Genfi, one of our toughest players last year. Um, and then we had our rookie of the year to Deshaun Phillip, um, who also made all rookie for the MEAC um, um, as well. So we try to do be as creative as we could to still keep the guys engaged. Um, but it's time. It's time to get back and start playing some basketball. And I think, um, to try to do it in the safest way possible. As we jumped on, I was showing you, we got all different types of masks and <laughs> you know, whatever we can do. We got our paper masks, we got our hard masks, we got, we even got our, uh, for our, we even got our masks to say tenacity on them. Oh, man, you got some of one, coach. You got some of them masks, man. I want one of them. Whatever I like that. To, 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 to get this thing going again, we're, we're, we're excited to do so. It, it's, it hasn't been easy, though. Um, but the, the interesting thing about it, boss, man, is every coach you're talking to is going through some type of hardship or dynamic with this transition. So uh, we embrace the challenge and we look forward to getting back to basketball. Now, Coach, for, for your young men, I know when they was at home, you, you, they might not have a hoop. They might not be able to get out to a gym and work out the shutdown. So you and your strength coach and staff have probably seen those guys the virtual workout. So how did that go to keep your young men in, in semi-shape? They might not be in full basketball shape when they get, get them back on campus now, not having to start from scratch, knowing that November 25th or December 4th is not too, too far away. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see. You know, we've had our kids here now for about four or five weeks, um, and, and we've, we've just been going through the process of they're going to undergo their second testing uh, this weekend. I'm happy to say that our campus only had 23 positive tests overall out of 3,000 in the first go-around. So when we kind of get through that second wave of testing um, and our guys get a negative test, that will actually be their third test. So hopefully – they got tested before they came back. They got tested in the first week, and now we're getting tested now. So when we start workouts, we'll have had every guy tested three times. Um, with that being said, regardless of anything that they did prior, it's going to be an acclimation period of everybody readjusting. You know, So we're going to be very um, cautious and very careful, in particular in terms of how we just return them to activity. And it won't be something that we just rush into. It'll be something that we do in a, a very thought-out process. Because you know you, you get a kid jumping back into something right after all months in activity, that's a knee, ankle, quad, hamstring waiting to happen. That's gonna nag forever. Cause I know me being in my thirties, I come back out of my court in my backyard. If I ain't stretched out good enough, I know it can be some little nagging situation down there. So man, I feel you, man. Getting kids yeah. that slow burn back into it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a, an interesting dynamic. You know, I have a player development background in terms of, you know, being with the 76ers last year and, and doing some player development and working in the G League. So um, I was a part of a lot of return to play scenarios for some guys, you, you know, coming from injuries. So and, and that's kind of been my, you know, thing in terms of player development, in terms of just bringing guys back. So now this is we don't have guys returning from injury. We have guys returning from a you know, a pandemic, <laughs> you know, and, and not being able to train um, effectively. So, you know, we have to be um, strategic in how we do things. We, uh, as coaches, we have to have a, a feel for not being too aggressive to start, you know, and allowing guys to be able to um, get their bodies back to um, a place where we can 
re-engage in contact and being aggressive with them coaching wise there's certain things that you're used to doing that you're just not going to be able to do in these initial four to five weeks and we understand that and coach for us that with COVID how have you stressed to your young men that you have to say no things you want to say yes to because I know they want to be around their friends go go hang out go to the mall go on a date or whatever being 18 24 years old I know how it is but you know how you told me to say no to things you want to say yes to I know for me being a, in my 30s I would say no to stuff I want to say yes to because I don't want to bring something yeah. back to my family who may older than me who may get some so you know how are you trying to stress to the young men that no is okay right now and yes will come down the road yeah, you know, we just – I applaud our guys. They've handled this um, very well so far. Um, I think we try to keep them informed. There's so many universities that are suspending their students um, for breaking the COVID rules. You know, this is something that every campus is going through. So it's not just my campus. So when I'm talking to my kids, sometimes as athletes, if you put restrictions on them, you know, they look around and they see the regular student doing things and they get, you know, tempted to do things. Right now you've got an entire nation that's got strict standards in place um, during this COVID time right now. So when you see kids um, breaking those rules and you see students getting suspended or getting having their scholarships, you know, in jeopardy because of breaking those rules, I think it's allowed our kids to see how serious it is uh, when they've seen other uh, students, uh, student athletes or regular students uh, contract the virus and have to get quarantined. Um, so I think our guys have been locked in. We've also coordinated having some early morning breakfast times to make sure we we get them up. We see them in the morning. We make sure they're doing well because um, a lot of classes have been virtual now. So they're not as much, you know, walking around campus during the day. So we try to get them up in the morning, make sure they get breakfast. And then at nighttime, we swing by and we do some uh, curfew on select days, almost like if it's the night before a game, <laughs> you know, and just make sure they're in their dorms and not kind of out in the street. And our guys have bought into that. And I think that's um, one of the reasons why we've been able to, you know, produce a bunch of negative tests and hopefully we'll knock these tests out this weekend and be able to get back to play. Now, Coach, how recruiting go for you trying to recruit via Zoom? Were you able to expand your reach, not having to go out on the roads and you can get, talk to a guy via Zoom, get virtual tour of your campus, maybe get in on some guys you wouldn't normally get in on because you don't have the budget to go out there and see them or however that may go. So how did the virtual recruiting go? I know you want to have that relationship with a guy face-to-face, -face, but the Zoom may be an extra additive to the recruiting process going forward here. I think the Zoom uh, recruiting was interesting. I think everybody had to find a comfort zone. You know, for me, being a guy that's very relationship driven, used to going to the gym, seeing the kid practice, seeing the kid play, you know, spending time with the coach um, that coaches him and now having to do it all via FaceTime and Zooms. Uh, it put us in a scenario where we had to be very intentional with, you know, creating different, you know, technological advantages and ways to kind of, you know, um, expose guys to being able to get a feel for our campus, get a feel for our coaching staff and get a feel for what we're trying to do here in building this program. With that being said, I think we created some great relationships with some solid prospects that we were able to uh, achieve to come and get commitments to come to Maryland Eastern Shore. And we're excited about the seven new guys we brought in. Uh, most of them had opportunities to go other places. And I, and I think they, uh, you know, we were able to find a way to get them to come to Maryland Eastern Shore. And, and they're happy to be here and we're happy to have them. Most definitely. And, you know, also, Coach, I want to talk to you about non-conference scheduling because, you know, Coach, being here in Atlanta, I know I got, I got a lot of – I got two five power fives right here in my back door. So I've seen those contracts. I know what they, they loaded with them COVID clauses, you know. They're going to give the school this much if it's no fans or this much if it's fans and travel. So yeah. with the season maybe pushed back to November 25th or December, December the 4th or whatever date may be, uh, I, I know been able to see you graduate myself. That you need to make football, men's basketball, women's basketball is the, the money makers for everybody on the HBCU athletic plane. So how are you and your university working in case these contracts are loaded and you can't play certain teams? And how's that going for you guys right now? Going with the, you, you gotta raise money no matter what. But how are you gonna go yeah. about it with these contracts being loaded where they are right now? Yeah, you know, I think it's an interesting time for everybody in that regard. And, uh, you know, for, for some schools that have football, to miss out on football money and basketball money can put a major dent, you know, in, in your finances. You know, um, but we're very fortunate that, you know, we, we don't have football here. And I say fortunate because we're not losing out on any football money in this coming season. Um, MEAC came out with a, a statement a few weeks ago that gave each institution the ability to either choose to play non-conference or choose to not play non-conference. Um, so right now, I think the stance for our, pro our program is from our administration is that 
Um, we're, we're very focused on our conference season right now, not as much on the non-conference, and, and we're looking forward to gearing our guys up and being ready for whatever conference season we'll have starting in January. And then also seeing what the NCAA is going to do and announce in the next few weeks in terms of what the basketball season is going to look like. Now, Coach, uh, for you, man, uh, I, uh, you know you're HBCU head coach with a lot of young black men on, on your roster. So how have you been talking to young men about what's been going on with in the country with racial injustice, social injustice has been going on with a lot of our young black and male men and women getting killed in the hands of the police. I know that your young men are probably like, you know, what's going on, Coach, and looking at you for guidance. So how's those talks being via the Zoom and FaceTime trying to get those young men to understand that, hey, let's check out that basketball uniform. You're just a, a black man in, in America. You need to kind of watch watch how you move and how, how, how you go there yeah yeah i think one of the cool things about being at hbcu is you know our guys are, are already kind of in the know on some things you know it's uh you know they they have a feel for what's going on um you know via things that we do with our guys but also interactions that they have on campus in the classroom in, in the community um at an hbcu so it's a great time to to be at hbcu because you've got um a lot of variables and a lot of parties that are assisting with you educating your players with this type of stuff um, our SAC, our Student Athlete Advisory Committee, is doing something where we're going to uh, get all of our student athletes registered to vote in the coming weeks. So that, that's something that we're driving to do. And then we've had some Zooms and some one-on-ones and just kind of just had some great interactions and some positive feedback and um, educational stuff with our guys just in terms of, you know, how to handle themselves in those situations if they come about. Conversations we've always had, but now they kind of like, hey, coach, we get it now. <laughs> you know, yeah. see it more in a higher light. Um, you know, pull your pants up, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, look people in the eye, you know, and, and just how you carry yourselves and, you know, how you articulate yourself and, and different things. We can do everything perfectly and still it go wrong. Um, you know, so just trying, just trying to educate them and just trying to give them the, the best chances to be prepared um, to, to go out there in the world and to face some of these tough things and, and, and knowing that we can do everything the right way and it still might not go our way. And that's the unfortunate reality that we live in. But I think our guys are motivated and, and, and they're getting out there and they're having a voice. Um, and and uh, we're excited to see that. Now, Coach, for you, you know, last year was year one for you and going to year two. Now, so talk to me about uh, your how how'd you get into kind of working to that job year one now. You're kind of getting comfortable with the job and a college coach now and going to year two. So talk to us about your, your journey from getting hired to where you are right now. You know, it's, it's been a it's been a, um, a grind. Ryan, of course, as you guys know, you know, just we talked last year just in terms of trying to build this program and what we inherited it, which was, you know, something that was not, you know, in a great place. So, you know, I feel like we've made a lot of strides. Uh, we were, you know, for, for a large part of the first semester, we were top 15 in the country in steals uh, per game. Uh, we finished in the top four in defense in, in, the, in, in the conference. Um, we broke the record for block shots. Uh, at Maryland Eastern Shore. So um, in a season, uh, we put a kid on an all-rookie team, um, and we had a lot of guys that, you know, dynamically developed from their previous year um, to, to this year, to that, to, that, to that past year in terms of just individual improvement. So um, we felt like we, we created a great uh, foundation, and then COVID hit, <laughs> you know, and, and that threw a wrench in some things and, and, and kind of created a tough um, – dynamic for us to kind of like piggyback off of what we built and then make some strides in the spring and in the summertime. So with that being said, you know, I think we've, we've created some foundational things, but, you know, getting to this preseason right now, whenever that starts, we've really got to kind of get back to work in some areas to solidify what we built in that year one to be able to start gaining some traction. With that being said, it's still going to take some time. Now, Coach, I'm looking at the MEAC conference, man. You guys are top to bottom tough. Now, I hate that you're going to lose three members here in, in next, year, next year. But, man, I think the conference is in great hands with great, great coaches. And, you know, it's, it's no easy outs in the MEAC each night. So how was it going through that first MEAC grind of last year, man? Because I know from top to bottom, the coach in the league, man, it's, it's ne never easy night in that conference for sure. Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, being coaching and going into my 18th season now and um, – I think it's it's something that's that's that on the on the streets coming up, you know, coaching at Villanova, coaching at the Naval Academy, you know, um, Division Two for a while, and, and and then being in the G League last year, I, a lot of people always talk down about the MIAC, you know, talk about the talent, talk about the coaching, and all those types of things, 
And I can tell you firsthand, being in this thing, this it's elite talent in this league. I think it's overlooked. There's uh, elite coaching in this league. And uh, I've got a ton of respect for all the coaches and, and, the, and the players and every everybody, all the schools in this league. It, it, it's a grind. And um, we look forward to continuing to recruit and, and get talented guys and, and to be able to compete and ascend in this conference um, that I think is a league that is definitely on the rise, is definitely – uh, taken for granted, <laughs> you know, and I think if you didn't have uh, programs having to play so many money games, um, our league, that, that's the only thing that, 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 that keeps our RPI and our strength of schedule and all that type of stuff. If we, once schools continue to raise funds and, and back down on the, on the money games, this league is just as comparable and competitive as the America East or the Northeast Conference or some other leagues out there. Well, Coach Crafton, we know it's I'm a definitely support. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, Coach? You know, I'm going to support you guys because I know you need the support, man. And I, 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 this is my thing. I'm going to cover you all for the right reasons, not when something bad go wrong. You know, a lot of times I'm going to cover the HBC when something bad go wrong, when something, yeah. something happened. So, you know, I, my, my thing, I'm going to cover you for the right reasons. Being an HBC, you grab myself, Tennessee State. So I got to make sure that I okay. give you guys the love <laughs> on the on GP, not because, you know, we want to cover a story to get some clicks here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. PSU, baby. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, Frankie Allen, you know, that's – I went to his basketball camps when I was a kid. So, Coach yeah, Allen's right. my guy, man. So, I know he probably seen him around sometimes. Frankie does our color commentating for our home games. Does an amazing job. Has become a mentor for me. Um, I've known Frankie from back in my Naval Academy days when we used to play Maryland Eastern Shore. Um, and and uh, he's a good dude, man. He's around the way here, and uh, we talk often. Coach, uh, when you get off the air, man, text me. And I want to. I ain't talked to him in years. He was. I want to yeah, tell him, yeah. Coach, I was at your camp when I was like five, six years old, man, in Tennessee State. So you know, because my mom's in Nashville, so I'll be in the right. summertime. So I would go to his camp. So I was. I, I've known him for years. I was like, that was my guy. Bob boy for the guy too in the OC tournament. So Frank L is a guy I respect the whole lot. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Yeah, Frankie's a big supporter of, of Hawk basketball. Him and his wife. Uh, staying Princess and still, and uh, he's around often. Well, Coach Kraft, my brother, hey, keep fighting the good fight, man, for the Eastern Shore Hawks, man. I know you'll get that thing turned around real, real soon and make the MEAC <laughs> be scared to come on the Eastern Shore for real, man. I know you're going to get the job done, my brother. <laughs> well, hey, man, if we, can get, if we can get back to playing and we can get some fans, you see behind me what this thing can look like at full capacity. You know, we've got a great arena, great facilities, uh, great fan support. Um, in, a, in a local, a local uh, area on the Eastern Shore that's hungry for a winning basketball program. And we're going to deliver it to them at some time in the near future as we build this thing. So appreciate your boss, man. Looking forward to, to seeing not just this show, but all the great things you continue to do in the basketball community. Appreciate your support. Anytime, Coach. Jason Crafton on the Boss Man Show from the Eastern Shore Hawks out of MEAC Conference. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, fraud on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work, 
A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. All right, folks, back here on the Boss Man Show, friend of the show, a buddy of mine, the coach of my alma mater, TSU Tigers, Brian Penny Collins. Penny, my man, how have you been, my brother? Man, I'm doing good, man. Living, living this Nashville life is what I like to say now. You know, everybody in Atlanta and Cali and New York say they live that Cali life. <laughs> we live in that Cashville life up here, man, in the middle of COVID right now, but it's, it's all good. Man, at least you are, your cases are going down up there. Down here, we still acting a fool. You know, we got pool parties and clubby concerts and stuff. I'm like, what are we doing here? At least it's better up in Nashville, I, I think, from what I can read. Yeah, it, it is trending in the right way, man. But we, we were trending in the right way before. We just got to stay that way. That's the main thing. Most definitely. Well, Penny, you kind of guys were kind of lucky. Because, you no, know, on my birthday, March 11th, I was at the Hawks game, and the season was suspended. Lucky the OVC plays the tournament the, the week prior to the week everything went down. So you was already at home. Maybe guys are already on spring break. So 
how did you guys as a staff and as a, a team handle the whole COVID crisis to go home and become virtual and still give everybody's grades up for the spring semester? How was that for your team, man? Thankfully, you already got through playing, but, you know, how was the whole process for you guys? It was hard, man. It was extremely hard. Well, um, you were all right. We were done with the OBC tournament, but we were uh, we got invited into the College Insiders tournament. We were actually hosting the first round. So uh, we were practicing still. We were getting ready for that. We were very excited. Um, the first round of the tournament was the John McClendon Invitational, which was a former Tennessee State great, and we were hosting that game. Uh, we, we were anticipating a huge crowd because our students were still here. So we were really excited about that game, man. We were really hurt that we didn't get a chance to play that game. So um, from there, man, it was it was it was uh, maybe 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 three or four days after that, uh, the students got sent home. So. Once our students were sent home, it just basically was full-time uh, monitoring our guys academically, which was something that we – it was very hard to do because usually when you when you got a guy in an online class, he's only in one class, maybe two. And now, now their entire semester was online. So I, I was pleased to say we had a very good semester in the spring. We had a lot of guys that had over 3.5 GPA, and uh, we ended up having a really good spring semester. But uh, it's definitely some – unprecedented times and we're still going through them right now in the fall. Most definitely. And I know the academic advice that you guys have has really played a key role because, you know, guys would say they're at home, they own devices, you can't punish them as much because they're not going to class. So you got to make sure you're keeping them young, young men on task and 3.5 GPA, man, is a great thing. And, you know, I think, Penny, you know, you, you've you been a young black man like myself, man, has those young men as an example. It really makes them guys be inspired to do good because of seeing a guy like you successful as their head coach. Well, yeah, you know, we uh, not only myself, my entire staff, we try to be role models for our young men and show them how to be good fathers and husbands and brothers and uh, let make them understand about we got this slogan that we live by called deserve to win. And every day we try to hold that, hold ourselves to a higher standard and hold them to the same standard. So uh, we don't take that for granted and uh, make sure we understand every day we're walking in in purpose. Most definitely. And, you know, Penny, these trying times we've had with, you know, the murders of George Floyd, Brown Taylor, Rashard Rashard Brooks right here in Atlanta, Armand Arbery. How have you used this time build the Zoom to keep your young men engaged civically about what's going on around them and to know that, hey, once you're off the basketball court, you're also a young black man in America. And to carry yourself as such with, and knowing that, hey, you got to do everything the right way. And even still, it could end up negative for you, but at least try to make sure you're alive and come back to your team and to your parents and to your family. Well, we talk about it religiously. Uh, we always communicate about things that are going on in the world. Um, I always like to, for my guys to be able to voice their opinions to me. I encourage them to, uh, to educate themselves about everything that's going on. And if they have something uh, positive to say, then uh, I want them to say it. And um, as long as they're educating and know what they're talking about, I want our guys to talk about it. Uh, we've also been doing training in terms of what to do and what not to do when you get pulled over by police, uh, what to do uh, if the police show up to a party and how, how to be compliant and doing the right things and, and understanding the laws, understanding what rights you do yeah. have. So uh, we do a lot of role playing and things of that nature, but you know the things that are going on in the world, uh, especially right here for the uh, in the Black Lives Matter neighborhoods and the things that are and the protests that are going on, and are something that the Tennessee State men's basketball team we talk about all the time. So as a leader of our program, I want to make sure our guys understand the importance of it, of equality, and uh, and right versus wrong. Most definitely. And I feel like, you know, being at Tennessee State, the HBCU school, where you place most of them are young black men, that you have even a bigger role to play because you're coaching our young men, you know, at our HBCU school. And thankfully, being at Tennessee State, they can get the guidance from people that look like them, you know what I'm saying, rather than you can in another school. And I think that helps young black men understand what they're up against because a lot of people who are not walking in our shoes can't tell us about our experience and our walk. And being at Tennessee State, you can have somebody who's been in that walk already can lead you and make sure you don't go off, go on or keep on the right path, not hit that wrong path and go down the wrong way. So I feel so blessed the guys are at Tennessee State can have you, a lot of people out there who can help them on this journey of life. Yeah, you know, uh, for being a team at Tennessee State, uh, we, we get asked all the time, like, well, what are some things we're doing uh, to help prevent some of these things that are going on in our neighborhoods? And, you know, the main thing we do is, is we communicate and listen. Uh, those are the two, two, two key things right now, listening 
more than actually communicating, listening to our young men, listening to the pain they've uh, been through and some of the injustice they've been through and uh, letting them, giving them an ear and then, and then giving, putting a plan of action together. But some of the things that, are, uh, that some of these other universities that our PWIs are going through and they feel it right now, uh, we will, in this little time, this little moment, they feel it right now, we feel it every day. Most definitely. And, you know, I think also the civic engagement piece of it as well, getting registered to vote because this is a big election. A lot of coaches have been, especially coaches for change with Carmen Massarello and all those different organizations, are making sure that players in our teams are registered to vote. So however you went about trying to get them informed about the election coming up, getting registered to vote, those who live outside of Tennessee and getting them mail-in ballots. So how have you all been going about making sure your young men are registered to vote for this election here in November coming up? Yeah, another one, of, one, another one of the most important things we talk about, uh, one of my assistant coaches is actually in Coaches for Change. So uh, we use their search engine to make sure that all of our young men on our team are registered to vote. So every single player from our team, 1 to 16, is registered. And uh, I think that's one of the most important things we can do leading up to that November 3rd election. And you're also a part of Embrace Us. So tell us about that. I know my man Brian Burton told me a lot about it as well. So I wanted to make sure I give you the platform to talk about the organization, what you got going on with Embrace Us. Yeah, well, it's something that um, I started along with some of my, some friend of, some friends of mine who originally we wanted it to be a coaches association uh, that is going to be a, a, a basically an engine for change and uh, somebody that transforms, empowers, and promotes uh, the people in our community and and things of that nature. But as we move forward, we realized that we could be so much more than just a coaches organization. So we ended up adding all types types of different people. Uh, from different levels of sports, from the NBA to the uh, to the media to administrative to faculty people to head coaches, assistant coaches, um, we have a lot of different people in Embrace Us, and uh, we got some really good things coming down the turnpike that are going to create some massive change. Well, if you need any help, but let me know. I love to help you out, man. Just let me know. I'm in. You know, like you say, say your word. I got you, bro. <laughs> Every day, man. I know you in. Now, Penny, talk to us about some of your guys, man. You have coming in new this year, man. Uh, year two last year, man, I saw the improvement you guys made. You had those guys playing very, very well, like you said. You've been to CI College Science Tournament there. So talk about some guys you have returning and some new guys you want the people of Atlanta to know about on your roster down there, man. Well, um, you know, I was excited about this year. We, uh, went, we doubled our win total and we tripled our fan attendance. Uh, those are two things we really hang our hat on. Uh, really excited about it. And going into year three, well, we're looking to have opportunity to contend for a championship. And uh, we have a lot of really, uh, really good players. But when speaking of the new guys, uh, right there from Atlanta, we have uh, down in the Georgia area, uh, we have Josh Linder, who just transferred up here from uh, Georgia State. He's 6'9 forward. I'm really excited about him. Also, we have right here from the state of Tennessee, one of the number one point guard in the state of Tennessee this year, Marcus Fitzgerald. Uh, he's a very exciting player, um, lefty, um, really excited to coach him. Uh, we have a combo guard named Shaquan Barrett, who's coming from Toronto, uh, Canada. And he's an unbelievable player, person, um, started off his career at Tulane, started a bunch of games, uh, and then he played with one of the number one Juco uh, powerhouses in the country in Northwest Florida. Um, sitting out last year, we had uh, Mason Green, a 6'10 kid. He's from Georgia as well. Played at Mercer University, then played at Georgia Highlands, uh, set out for us this past year. And he, he's been fantastic since he's returned. Uh, we have a, a few other guys, but another one that really stands out to me is a 16 forward named Shaquan Barrett. I mean, uh, excuse me, 16 forward named Yusuf Muhammad. He's uh can really shoot the ball, can can can, can defend, and he is uh he's got a chance to be the next uh pro that comes out of Tennessee State. I mean, we have a lot of guys that uh They've had those aspirations, but it's not many guys with his size and with his length, his ability to, to, to handle that uh, came through Tennessee State. So really excited about Yusuf. And, uh, and, and, and we got some other guys too, man. And I, I'll be on here all day trying to tell you about all of our new guys, but uh, we've got a really good group, really good recruiting class. Now, Penny, uh, has Zoom with the recruiting kind of not being able to get on the road helped you expand your footprint? to kind of find more guys that you weren't able to get to for us traveling and helping you guys in that regard, giving virtual campuses of the campus, virtual tours and virtual recruiting. How's that been for you guys in that, in that regard? It's been a change. Uh, it's definitely been a change, but it's equal to playing field and recruiting now. Um, you know, sometimes you know, guys that we really like, 
they end up getting snatched up by bigger schools because those schools may have a budget to go see them more, or spend more time with them. But uh, since nobody's going out recruiting uh, now, it's all about relationships. And they, uh, now the players are making decisions based off who they like and who they want to be around, who can, who could they sell, uh, who could, who could they see themselves around for four years or two years, whether they were a transfer. And uh, we've we've been doing a great job with that. Uh, we're in the mix with a lot of great players. Um, I feel like that this is an opportunity for us to to really make some headway in the recruiting process. It's definitely it's different, uh, but there's nobody nobody has a, uh, an advantage right now. Got a couple more for you, Penny. Um, you know, you know, I both know about how the HBCU level, obviously level, you have to play guaranteed buy games. So with with, with I know the date of being November twenty fifth to December the fourth, and I'm worried about it because I know that football is not there this year for Tennessee State to play right now, and you got to raise money for basketball. And the women's team has to do it as does as well. And so, how are you all trying to go about it, knowing that you may not have to get those first few weeks to play those by games, raise raise the money to help everybody around around the school for it, athletic wise. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's definitely a change. We don't know what the NCAA is going to come back and say. On November 25th, they could they could let us know that we could play a schedule as is, which means we would, pick, we would have a couple money games in that November 25th pass date. Uh, they may tell us that fend for yourself, get as many games as you can in before your conference games start. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. And nobody does. But when we find out, we'll make those adjustments and, you know, uh, we got to do what we got to do to make sure we bring in some money for our program. That's what I got for you, Penny. You and getting into year three, Tennessee State, man. Uh, talk about the experience. How's it been? And, and how have you grown as a head coach? You just took over here from coaching in JUCO now to being a head man in D1. Man, it's just like I, like I said, my, the first day I got the job, it's a dream come true. You know, to be back home right here. I'm from Nashville and be back in my own city, uh, a place that I adore so much growing up, coaching a group of guys that all have a common goal to try to win a championship. And, uh, you know, I feel like every day we're, we're learning. And uh, as they're learning, I'm learning as their head coach. So uh, we're definitely moving in the right direction. I hate it that uh, we may not play this season with fans because we had an unbelievable momentum uh, last year. And going into this year, I was really excited about to just kind of blow the, the record, attendance record out the water this year. But that probably won't happen. But we want to keep our fans engaged and the people that support Tennessee State because I can promise you guys that uh, we stay on the path we're on. We're going to make some major changes, not only, for Nashville, not only for Tennessee State, but for Nashville and the surrounding communities. Most definitely. I know a lot of alumni down here in Atlanta love what you have going on up there, man. So hopefully you can get down here and play Kennesaw State or Georgia, Georgia State or Georgia Tech or pay you to come play and you can see you right here in my backyard or at Mercer and Macon even and send it down about down the road. We can hopefully get you back down here to play one of these teams here real soon, man. Well, we got we got we got a plan to get to Atlanta. Trust me, we'll be we'll, we may be down there before you know it. So, uh, look look forward to seeing my my Atlanta alumni. A lot of them, a lot of the people that I came through with are down there in Atlanta now, living and prospering. So, we're gonna get down there and hopefully uh, all those Tiger fans come out and support us. Most definitely, but folks, it's Penny Collins and the Boss Man Show, the head coach of our TSU Tigers. Hip hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation.
It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.